Luke 19, verses 44 through 46, says, And he entered the temple and began to drive out those who sold, saying to them, It is written, My house shall be a house of prayer, but you have made it a den of robbers. What does God see when he looks at the religious activity of his people? This is Holy Week when we think about Jesus's last week of ministry here on this earth before he dies on the cross. And during this last week, he spends his time in Jerusalem, the religious center of his people and really the religious center of the entire world. This is the place where God has set his temple. This is the place where God tells his people to come and to worship him and fellowship with him. So Jesus comes here not just to die, but to interact with this religious system. And we see to purify. In Malachi chapter 3, it says that one day the God himself will come to his temple and he will refine his people like fire. And this is what Jesus is doing. Obviously, when Jesus goes to the temple, he is not pleased with their religious practices. He's driving people out. He's rebuking people for what they've made out of the temple and their religious practices. Which makes us ask the question, what did Jesus expect to find? What does God want to see when he looks at their religious practice? He says it there. My house is supposed to be a house of prayer. This goes back to when Solomon built the temple and he dedicates the temple and he calls out to God and he says, God, this is now your dwelling place on earth. God, this temple can't contain you. The heavens and earth cannot contain you. You're too big for that. But God, this is the one place in all the earth where you have chosen to make your dwelling. So God, when your people sin against you, even if they have been carried off by other nations. God, if they will come to this place and they will cry out to you in brokenness and in repentance and in desperation, God, hear them from this place. Let this be the one place in all the world where you will hear them and you will heal them. Not just for Jerusalem, but for all the nations. Solomon says, God, don't let this just be a place for us to come and pray. But God, for all of the nations, let them come and find you here. So what is this place supposed to be? It's supposed to be a place where the Jewish people are coming broken over their need for God's mercy, crying out to him in prayer. It's supposed to be a place where they are humbled and they bring other nations along with them into proper worship and proper relationship with God. But what does Jesus find when he comes to Jerusalem? He finds people buying and selling in the temple. Probably buying and selling animals required for sacrifice or buying and selling different elements that were required for the temple worship. They had turned the temple, which was supposed to be a place of brokenness, into a center for religious festival and religious traditions. They were making money off of the worship of God and they were carrying on these religious festivals in a way where, yes, it was present in their life. Prayer was in their life. Singing was in their life. Gathering together to worship was in their life, but it wasn't coming from the heart. They weren't broken. They weren't being changed. They were just going through the traditions of men, 
celebrating religious festivals year in and year out. This just makes me think is if Jesus were to come into my life and observe my religious practices, if Jesus were to come to my church and observe my church's religious practice, would he find a people pleasing to him? Would he find a house of prayer? Would he find a people broken over their sin, desperate for his mercy, crying out to him? Would he find a people who realize that the only way they can have that mercy is not by going to Jerusalem and going up to the temple, but the only way they can have that mercy is because of what Jesus is going to do at the end of this week. We have realized that we're starving and we're thirsty and Jesus is bread and Jesus is living water. And we have given ourselves completely to him, desperately crying out to him. And he has saved us. And now we cry out to him for continued mercy. And we cry out to him in love and in celebration of what he's done. Our worship is alive from the bottom of our hearts. Does he see us welcoming the nations into a right relationship with him? Giving our lives to reach out to the nations. To bring them in. Does he see a people who have died to self and are living to him? Or does he see a people who are just going through religious motions? Does he see a preacher who's getting up week in and week out just because that's what he's been called and hired to do? Does he see a people hungry for the word, hanging on to their every word, his every word, because they know that this word is life? I pray that when Jesus looks at our religious practices, he is pleased and he doesn't want to drive us out in righteous anger and brokenness. Let's pray about that. Father, we need to be refined every day. God, I see it in my own heart. I am so prone to just be numb and go through the motions. God, I'm so prone. When I think about my religious practice, just to have it be part of my life and not to let it consume me and to break my heart and to change me. God, when I gather with your people, I'm so prone just to get in and get out. And God, if I can make some money off of it, that's great. But God, I'm I'm so prone not to give you everything I have. God, please help me and help us. And I pray that we would see Jesus for who he is here. And that we would have the same zeal for your house, your dwelling place in Jesus and in the church that Jesus had. God, I pray that you would give us, fill us with your spirit so that we couldn't bear the thought of just going through religious motions. We would be consumed with you. God, be pleased with our religious activity because it's coming from a right relationship with you. In Jesus' name, amen.